The Weekly Driver Podcast receives support from americantrucks.com, your late model Silverado, Sierra, Ram, and F-150 online aftermarket retailer, bringing you all of the hottest parts from accessories to lift kits, from wheels to tires and winches. americantrucks.com has the knowledge and know-how to make your wildest dreams come to reality. Visit americantrucks.com for your chance to win $17,760 in upgrades for your truck. Welcome back to the Weekly Driver Podcast. My name is James Rea. I'm the editor and publisher of theweeklydriver.com, and I'm an automotive columnist for Bay Area News Group, which is the San Jose Mercury News and East Bay Times. Special guest today is Eric Wahlberg. And Eric Wahlberg, um, I've known for a few years now off and on at bicycle races. He's a three-time Olympian, and for the past six years, he's been one of the directors of the Rally Cycling Team, which features uh, a guy from Sacramento who I know pretty well, Evan Huffman. So we're here down in Oxnard. The team is at its training camp, and when you drive up to the, one of the team houses, you see the team vehicles, but you also see a wonderful vintage station wagon, and that's why Eric will be a guest on our, on our podcast today. I know he has a vast interest in cars. Uh, he has had a variety of them. So welcome to the program, Eric. And I know that you drove this car that I see outside. So let's start with what kind of a car you have. What's that wagon all about out well, there? Thank you, James. Thanks sure. for having me on. Sure. Uh, right now, that wagon is driving down property values here on the Strand. So uh, I'm not too sure. I got a, The place is kind of parked at in front of is uh, for sale right now so that house is probably uh you know going for 15 or twenty thousand dollars less yes. on the bidding for this week so i love it i'm sure the it. owner will be happy once it gets Good. out of there <laughs> so what what kind of a wagon is that well that's uh that's a 64 buick lesabre estate station wagon i think every man over 50 should have should be driving a buick of some sort that's just a rite of passage so i think so i hit 50 i got my buick uh you know it's um it's a fun old car. It's it's a little rough. It's definitely a 50 or maybe even a 100 footer, but uh, gets the job done. I can haul a lot of stuff in there. I can beat it up, and uh, it's perfect for uh, it's perfect for the the foul weather on 101 and 280 because that thing can take a huge hit and it can dole out a huge hit too. So it's no big deal. Gotcha. <laughs> so uh, I know also last um, fall you drove another one of your vehicles to the Tour of Alberta, and that was a long haul. And what kind of car was that? And how many miles was it from San Jose to Alberta? <laughs> well, that was a pretty big haul. That, yeah. I, I drove the very first car I ever bought, mm -hmm. and I'm not known for throwing stuff out, so I still have it actually. So that was my uh, 65 uh, Fastback Mustang. It's uh, it's fun to do some road trips in that thing. So. And all in total, that was probably the better part of, uh, you know, uh, 4,000 miles or so to get up there and back. Did a little side trip uh, through Yellowstone with it, so that, that was yes. kind of fun. Survived the trip pretty good. Um, I have had massive, I have had failures on the road uh, with these cars too, so yeah. it keeps life interesting, you know. Yes, yes. It keeps life every day. You never know what's going to happen, but that's kind of the joy uh, and, and maybe the price of driving vintage cars around. Now, if I remember, you're 53 or 54 years old? Just turned 53. Okay, yeah. 53. So I've got nine years on you, and I, my father wasn't a mechanic, but I remember every car we had as, as a boy, and some of them I wish I still had. So where did your interest in cars begin, and was it a, a family member, a friend, your father, and have you just continued with it, or have you discovered this passion later on in your life 
Well, he was, act, he was exactly from my father. Uh, yeah. You know, growing up, uh, my father was uh, grew up on a big old wheat farm in uh, in Spears, Saskatchewan, and farmers got to be pretty self-sufficient. If your machine breaks on you, you got to fix it. That's all there's to it. Yes. And then, uh, he ended up coming to Northern Ontario to the Sebury area, uh, about five hours north of Toronto, uh, to work in the mines as a geologist. So, mm -hmm. you know, he had the same old farm boy mentality. If something breaks, uh, you do your best to fix it. Yes. Sometimes you might break a little bit worse while you're trying to fix it, but uh, that's how it goes. Yes. But it's a never say die attitude, and uh, and then uh, you hope that your own engineering doesn't come back and bite you in the ass, which can happen sometimes too, unfortunately. So, so do you just have these two vehicles, uh, or do you have others? And have you gone through others since you've uh, began? You do all the work yourself, or do you have to bring in some? subs or other guys to help you or do you know the cars pretty well yeah i know them well yeah i know, I know my two old cars pretty well yeah. uh you know if uh you know i can't say i'm set up to do uh, total rebuilds mm -hmm. on the motors and stuff where i don't have a hoist in my garage but yes. whatever i can do uh, assuming i can get the car up high enough on jack sands i have at it there and uh, you know just uh the small bolt-on upgrades ignition carburetors intake manifolds headers stuff like that yes uh, rads and water pumps and uh, alternators and so on. I just had to do a water pump on my Mustang and that's not, uh, don't really like that job because those bolts are so spindly and the last time I did the water pump on my station wagon, the yes. bolts were seized. I'm sure it was the original pump in that motor. <laughs> oh my God. And I broke bolts off all the way into the engine block. So well through the timing cover and that was a huge problem. So I had to bring that into the garage and it took them uh, probably a better part of two months to yes. just just get those just nurse those bolts out of that thing so wow. now i know i've always believed every time you take a bolt out i just grease the living crap out of it <laughs> and uh, hopefully if you have to take it out again it might work so. yes yes <laughs> how many cars have, have you had just these two cars or have you had others um well you're 50 in your 50s so have you had other vintage well, cars I've as well had a, i've had a fleet of f-150 pickup trucks so you really work as a forester so oh not yes. vintage ones but i never bought my stuff new uh yes Back in the day, the company I worked for, they would lease your vehicle from you. So you, yes. you could buy a new vehicle and easily make your payments on it and yes. beat the crap out of your new vehicle. Or you can go my way, you buy an old vehicle that's already kind of scuffed up. Right. And then, uh, you know, you can you can bank a little bit of money on it. So that's that was the road I went. So yeah. a couple F-150s, but uh, my Mustang was the very first car I ever bought in 1990. So 1990, that. okay, yeah. great. Yeah. A, a friend and I, matter of fact, the, the co-host of the show, we went to some of the shows at uh, Monterey Auto Week, and we went to a private show, and there was a brand new Rolls Royce that drove up, and there was Aston Martins, and there was this and that, and a guy drove up in a 55 pristine Ford F100 pickup truck. Oh, those are beautiful. Beautiful car. So all the heads, male and female, turned from looking at the Roll brand new Rolls Royce over to this pickup truck wow. because it was just so beautiful and he told us the whole story of acquiring it and what what people say about it and some women want to know if he's single and they want to date him some guys want to drive it kids don't know what it is so that leads into with your two vehicles when you're driving at these long distances um do people react to it and, and what kind of comments have you had over the years well it's funny you mentioned the uh you know the pebble beach weekend that's one of my favorite weekends yes. of the whole year yeah. and uh you know, it starts off usually on Thursday. Uh, myself and my girlfriend will drive down to the uh, the Tour de Elegance stop in, in Carmel. Yes. And we'll pull into my old beat up station wagon because, yeah. you know, we car camp that night. I can't afford a hotel down there. In no, it's ridiculous. So we, uh, we camp on the beach in the car, and uh, it's amazing uh, the attention yes. that my car collects down there. Like a lot of people. <laughs> yes. 
they, they had people, uh, I don't know, I'm sure you've seen the judging display where everyone's going oh, up yeah, and down sure, after sure. it. Once all the parade cars clear out, everyone's driving the new Lamborghinis and Ferraris and those guys yes. on the street judging like a figure skating competition. And I've, I've pulled <laughs> high, high scores on my station wagon. I've, yeah. I've seen nine and a half and tens with my station wagon, so that's pretty good. Have you had any offers for people to say, hey, if you want to get rid of that, give me a push oh, my card? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it, it's funny. Uh, with, with my Mustang, for sure, people yes. are saying, is that thing for sale? And, uh, yeah. You know, I have, I've had a couple offers on the wagon, but it's more just kind of, uh, it, it is a rare vehicle and those old station wagons are kind of coming back in the style. And, you bet. And I didn't even know at the time, I was I was actually looking for a small Falcon wagon with, yes. with a V8 in it. And, that, and I couldn't find a good one. And then this uh, this Buick came up and it's, it's twice as big as a Falcon wagon for sure. Right. And uh, I thought, oh, it's a GM car, it's probably be a pretty safe purchase. but. You know, back in the day, for certainly the the BOP crowd was uh, different, and the manufacturers yes. all had, you know, one-off pieces, or they wanted to uh, stand out from the rest of uh, GM, if you want to put it that way. Mm -hmm. And uh, then I found out that there's only there's less than 400 of those Lesabre estate wagons made. I oh think my gosh! 63 was the Invicta wagon, and then 64 was the uh, Lesabre estate wagon. So mm -hmm. there's some commonalities between that those two-year runs, and then. 65 you know Buick went to the smaller sport wagon yes and it wasn't until I think 70 or 71 when they brought back the full-size wagon so that's been a little bit of a challenge uh, you know trying to find uh, trim pieces uh, for it took yes. me almost three years of continual scouring of the internet to find a chrome dog leg piece on that thing that's that right car. so my gosh so it's uh, that was something I didn't really anticipate maybe I should have researched the car a little bit better but for that reason it is kind of kind of unique you know? yeah that makes it even more special that you have to, I mean, yeah. a, a pain in the rear end maybe sometimes to yeah. get the part, but overall, it's, well, it's, you it's, know, it's a the, good thing. The car is far from collectible right. shape right now, and I'm not, I'm not worried about that. I've done, mm -hmm. I've done several modifications on it just to keep it running and mm -hmm. and, uh, and have faith that it's not going to leave me dead on the side of the road. And uh, so, you know, I'm not. And the same thing with Mustang. It's got, it's got performance modifications on it. So, yes. you know, I'm one of those guys. It's. Uh, I think that's kind of changing. It's not they're they're not 100% resto modded, but they're they're definitely not original. And you know, it's uh, some people kind of poo poo that if you're taking care yes, and you yes. take away some of the originality. But I, it's funny because even uh, you go back to the Monterey event, and it's yes. uh, I kind of feel good when I see million million dollar cars broken down on the side of the road because I know that they're having grief with <laughs> yes. their cars yes and they have full-on mechanics within the whole bit yep and they're still broken down on the side of the road go right by. it doesn't make me feel so bad when I can go buy them right even if I have to change a carburetor or yes. uh, you know uh, put uh, transistorizing ignition in them or whatever yes you know, so we, we had a chance to go to the Mecham auction for the first time mm -hmm. which was really interesting and yes there were some cars in the hundreds of thousands and there were cars that were going for three four and five thousand dollars that we were looking at and then there were cars that didn't sell that go over in the lawn and then they they negotiate with the owner so that that whole part of that vintage that we you know attainable cars yeah that's a, that's a big interest of mine and I'd like to have something like a Rambler American or something that's very simple to be kind of like the anti-car guy yeah with the simple engine and just you know reminiscing about cars I grew up with so that leads me into You've got a couple of older guys on the team, but you've got a lot of guys in their early 20s. What's the reaction? They weren't born when that car 
was around, uh, many of them, and did, what do they say about the cars? Uh, oh. Do they tease you, or do they say, hey, Grandpa, what's up, you know, <laughs> or whatever they might say? Well, I mean, our guys are, uh, some guys are into it, some guys aren't, so yeah. uh, it always uh, t turns heads for sure, you know, and mm -hmm. I think the young guys can appreciate what it, what it takes to drive one of those things around. And, yes. Car does not drive itself. You have to drive it for sure. Yes. But they they, they kind of see it's, it's something that stands out. So uh, you know they, they get a they get a kick whenever they go for a ride. And it's, yeah. It's pretty good actually. Yeah. You uh, when you were a cyclist, you traveled all over the world. You went on a lot of planes. You had a lot of air miles. Like every cyclist these days has to travel a, a lot. Um, in any way, shape, or form, when you can drive, you do it. I'm, I'm guessing that that you don't like to travel by plane if you can drive your car. Well, I'll tell you what, I've had really bad luck traveling by plane, so <laughs> there you go. Okay. I know with my car, I, I, may, I may take me a little longer to get there, but yeah. I'm probably not going to get my baggage lost, so that's, uh, right, unless we, you we fly so much, you get so much lost baggage and stuff, right, and right. plus, I mean, when you're driving, you get you get a you get a really good feel for the country and stuff. That's uh, what I was going North for, America. yeah. That's what I really like to do. I like to drive there and, uh, you know, maybe uh, take a day or two extra, but still... Mm -hmm. Yeah, I check some things out on the way up, and uh, and uh, of course, to having another vehicle on site is always beneficial because mm -hmm. there, you know, you get, uh, you know, we can be a group of uh, 10, 12, 15 people, sort of thing, and we can yes. only get so many team vehicles on site. So another another vehicle kicking around doesn't matter. In fact, the girls were driving my car today to do grocery runs. Oh, that's, so that's great. Fine, you know? That's great. Yeah. Have you ever had a situation where, well, let's just say Canada again, when you drove the car into Canada or some other race where they say, hey, 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 hey. What are you doing with that old beat? Have you ever had any difficulty getting into the, the, the envelope of the race, so to speak? Oh, oh those no. cars don't go into the race. No, yeah. but I mean, in, in where the team cars are parked. Sometimes oh, no, I mean, I, I, I can put credentials on well, we, it. Yeah. All of us drivers have credentials, gotcha. so it's uh, it's never an issue. And even even the guys that run security, they, they kind of appreciate those things too. So they yeah. have and You no probably know them all now after years anyway. Different. They're the same guys usually. Yeah. By and large, the same guys. Yeah. So if you're, if you're driving these long miles, as a driver, um, what are, are you a Zen kind of guy? Do you do podcasts? Do you crank up the rock and roll, or you, do you do different things? I, I drive a lot too, so everybody's a little different. What what do you like to do when you drive? I genuinely like to listen to the howl of the four barrel. That's what I like. Yeah, oh, that high, that that low pitch of the four barrel, and uh, pretty soon I'm going to put exhaust cutouts on both my cars, so it's gonna, yeah. people are going to see me coming. You'll be deaf. Coming. You'll be deaf, but it'll be worth it. <laughs> <laughs> I listen to my brother's band, The Blazing Elwoods. He's got a bunch of good driving oh, songs, so okay. I listen to that. And uh, and back in the day when uh, he had another band called the Easter Dogs, he he wrote a song about me and my old Mustang called Drive Like Steve McQueen, which is a classic. Really. Classic movie. Are you in the band? Have you been in the band as no, well? No, 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 no. I'm not. Uh, I don't. I don't play music. You know, yeah. not inclined. <laughs> <laughs> but that was a real honor. To you, yeah, that's great. Um, how often are you at home? Um, I know bicycle racing. You guys are on the road all the time. How often do you have a chance to be in San Jose and 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 you know put on your old jeans and work on the car? What? How often do you have a chance? Is that? And it's, I imagine it's a stress relief thing for well, you as well. You know, I mean, I, I, I fix them when they break. Yeah. Uh, you know, and I still I still maintain them. Uh, as much as I can, you know, if you drive an old car, if you can't do basic stuff on it yourself, then you better have a pretty thick wallet because uh, right. they, you know, they're definitely take a bit more work than, than your new one, your new mm -hmm. cars for sure. Uh, you know, but pretty much from now 
until uh, you know September, we're we're on the road. I might might do a couple of races here in North America where yes. where if the car is needed or if I can get it there, then I'll use that as my transportation to get back and forth. But you know, it's generally uh, in in the off season from uh, say October to December. That's that's my time yes. to be home. And if I have uh, if there's stuff I need to do on them, then then that's when I that's when I have the time to get underneath it and tear tear them apart a little bit. Now, when you're out and about and you see a vintage car or two, do you have your eye on anything else that might be in your future that you'd like to acquire? Well, you know, there's there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of great cars out there. I'm been kind of a Ford guy now. I've got uh, I've, I've got my GM product right now, mm -hmm. but uh, you know, I like uh, kind of a fan. I, I like those old uh, the Tigers are pretty cool. Oh, yeah, you know, yeah, I like yeah. I like the old. I like the old uh, Formula S uh, Barracudas and stuff, oh, like yeah, the, yeah. the little thing that's a little little off off the mark, you know. And uh, mm -hmm. but still, you know, people that know anything about them, or or even some of those old Studebakers were pretty, pretty hot cars. Uh, yeah, they were. Yeah, not not particularly nice to look at some of them, but <laughs> no, uh, you no, know, with, uh, I think they had uh, with the, the supercharged uh, 289 in them. It was a pretty. Pretty rare yes. car, but I can only imagine what it would take to try to find parts for for those things. Yes, know. yes. Haggerty's. I don't even have, know if Haggerty's is a parts. I mean, they have wonderful cars in the magazine, but maybe it's some other specialty, or is it all on inter Facebook and not Facebook, eBay and Craigslist yeah. stuff like that? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, was the Alberta trip the farthest you've driven a, a car to and from a race, or have you, did you have some other gargantuan? Long hauls. Well, least. when I but I had a new uh, uh, stroker motor put in my Mustang. I think it was what 2013. So I I did end up driving it uh, up to uh, up to Alberta, and then uh, and then I carried on home. It was my dad's uh, 80th birthday, so I drove it all the way to Sudbury, Ontario. Wow. And then uh, and then I. And then I had a wedding to go to uh, in, in three weeks in Lake Placid, New York. So I parked the car at the Buffalo Airport and stored it. Really? Came back in, drove up to Lake Placid. And then I drove it all the way back from Lake Placid back to San Jose. So that was, uh, that is a, that was a huge drive. trip on a you know brand, <laughs> brand new motor. I had road tested the motor for, for maybe a week and a half. Uh, I went up to Bend, Oregon with it and it seemed to run pretty good. Mm -hmm. And then just rolled the dice, and it was funny. The only uh, issue I had, I was in, uh, I was in uh, Indiana, uh, and I had a fuel pump uh, die on it. Mm -hmm. No, maybe it was Iowa, but the fuel pump came from Speedway. I buy a lot of parts parts through Speedway Motor Parts. Yes, yes. That big shop out there, and uh, sure enough, I was right there. And that's where the fuel pump quit on me. It was their fuel pump. Oh I called them up. They brought one out and had yeah. a guy put it in my car for me. So that's it was, it was unbelievable. That was know? karma. That is great <laughs> karma. That's good. Yeah. That's good. <laughs> well, that's uh, quite a long drive. I couldn't have been. You know, I'm a bigger guy. And, and sometimes after a few hours, I get knee pains. I pull over to a rest stop. I you do some jumping jacks or run up and down a little bit. So when you're driving as, a, as an athlete, do you have to get out and stretch your body or is your body okay with these long hauls oh those old seats uh 65 and 64 yeah. they they knew how to make seats not, not really <laughs> <laughs> no, no. no i just keep on driving but uh i i guess uh for the good or bad of it uh, the cars don't have a uh, massive fuel tanks in them so I'm out, I'm out gassing pretty regularly on Gotcha. That, yeah. that, that, that takes care of that. Get, you know, yeah, the, the new cars. cars where you can really drive five, four or five hours at a time without having to stop. But, uh, 
Oh yeah. My old ones. Uh, you know, sometimes I wonder if they're selling gas when my when my eyes turn. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've had some cars that have, you know, 600 mile, you know, some of the the, the uh, uh, hybrid cars. You know, like yeah. Prius. I've driven a lot of Priuses, and you can from our house in Sacramento, you can almost go to LA and back, you know, just about. So yeah, like, uh, 600 mile range on a car is a long, a long That's way. A long haul. So yeah. what kind of mileage do your two cars get? If you don't oh, mind me asking. Yeah, the, the, the wagons, uh, it's not too bad. I mean, it's got, uh, it's turbo 400 it's only three speed in it so that's yeah. that's my next upgrade is i want to i want to put an overdrive in it okay so that that hurts it for sure so i, I might see i can see 13 with it uh you know at, at highway speed so yeah. that's not too bad and then the mustang i did a five-speed conversion on that yeah. with, uh, i got great big highway gears in the back so okay i got two 78s in the back of the mustang with a six eight overdrive so that thing goes down the road nice and uh, yeah, it does. you know as long as it's, it's got it's running a 750 on it though so it's a pretty pretty big carb and uh you know the motor's got pretty big pretty big valves in it so yes. it's got a i don't really want to run a lean so i'd rather use a bit more gas than, than risk uh you know starting to burn burn valves and stuff in it so sure. i can see still see 16 16 oh, that that's at, good yeah at at a pretty pretty high rate of speed actually yeah yeah, yeah. okay yeah. good good well, we would like to thank Eric Wahlberg uh, as our guest today on the Weekly Driver Podcast. Um, we probably will see him in Sacramento at the Tour of California and in other cities. That's that's close enough to San Jose. You'll be driving one of the cars. Well, there. it'll be uh, it'll be going back and forth. Uh, yes. You know, the Tour of California is going to start in SoCal this yeah, year. Yeah, Long so, Beach. Yeah. But uh, I'll probably have one of them up there somehow. That might be my way home from the last day of the race. So, so if you're out out at the race on any of the cities along, it's a southern to northern route this year and you see the team rally uh the rally cycling team uh at one of the races look for eric's car he's a he's a i would say he's a fairly outgoing guy he's probably the nicest guy you'll meet guy there best looking guy there well second best but but (laughs) other than that no he i'm sure if he's not too busy with the team he's i've seen him around the fans of the races and he's he talks to fans about the car oh yeah we're we're friendly bunch so uh please uh come by our rv and team parking and uh say hello we will thank you thank you again eric for being our guest don't forget to visit my website theweeklydriver.com and if you like our podcast please subscribe it's available on all the major download uh, applications and we'll talk to you next week bye-bye now the weekly driver podcast gets support from americanmuscle.com your late model mustang and f-150 authority bringing you the hottest products and top-notch customer service for over a decade No one makes it easier to modify your ride. Visit AmericanMuscle.com today for your chance to win a 2018 Mustang RTR Spec 3.